That's exactly what dancing does. 9.35, we are moving right along to the story that, uh, of course, well, uh, we mentioned Squid Game right at the beginning of the show. So this does seem to be the way things are going. Streaming services. Certainly the death of TV, the death of video stores. Seems like everything is changing. Although, the other day, I saw one of my neighbors walking out of his apartment with a video <laughs> store video. I couldn't believe it. Gus Silver, Silver's on the line. Pop culture expert Gus, thanks so much for joining us. Okay, fantastic. Drive safely, be safe, uh, pull over if you okay. if needs be. So, Gus, uh, do videos even exist anymore? I mean, I literally did see one of my neighbors walking out with one of those video store plastic containers, and unless there was something else in it that was hidden, I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean, I remember, I remember, you know, being a very avid renter of, uh, of videos in the so-called blockbuster days. It was something, uh, it was almost like a bit of a lottery, you know. You kind of, uh, you weren't guaranteed at all of, of getting uh, the latest movies. You just kind of got what was on the shelf. And that's kind of completely changed now. I think it's like almost the same sort of thing as, you know, if you, if you collect and listen to vinyl records, you might be the sort of person who still seeks out. I think there's maybe one or two remaining video stores in Joburg, but they definitely are a rarity. They're kind of almost extinct. Well, you're obviously not on the news that vinyl is now selling greater and more than um, CDs. Yes. So there's a, there's a story that uh, we've been following over the last couple of weeks. Gus, let's yeah. talk to this idea. Cable TV, or TV as we know it, and streaming services. More and more and more people uh, going that route. Yeah. So I think the rise of streaming, especially the rise of Netflix and, of course, Showmax in South Africa is also, is also a very big player. I think it's, it seems to me almost what the internet was actually designed for. It's just so perfect to get your entertainment series and movies coming to you down the wires. And it's kind of, uh, I think it's really, really affected the, um, the cinema industry and it definitely has affected the video industry in a, in a huge way. There's something I find very exciting about it. There's just such an abundance of content. Uh, it's actually it's actually difficult to choose. But culturally speaking, the um, role that Netflix plays in our lives is massive. It's definitely coming very close to taking the place of uh, conventional Hollywood um, in the way we kind of view entertainment. So, Gus, what do you think that's about? Is it about us saying, well, I want to be able to watch when I watch. I want to be able to choose what I watch, when I want to watch it. I want, I mean, I suppose the list goes on and on and on. And it does make me think, well, what is it that TV uh, normally offers us? And I suppose it offers us live news and it offers us sport. And those are the only two live, live events that one could really say, okay, fine, we need this. Uh, Michelle, I didn't, re I didn't really hear that question very well. But I think, let me just talk in general terms about, um, you know, why Netflix is so huge. I think one of the reasons why it's it's playing such a big role in our lives is because it's opening us up to movies and cultures way beyond what we've been used to in Hollywood. It's kind of, uh, it's it's challenging the domination of, of the Hollywood-style movies that we've become so used to over the years. I think a really big example of that is a, is a successful instance of 
Squid Game, which is a, yeah. a South Korean series that's done incredibly well, the biggest um, Netflix series to date. Uh, just the fact that you can go, uh, you know, at a couple of clicks and you're watching uh, movies and series from other cultures in other languages, I think this is opening up people's minds, it's opening up people's horizons. Um, so for me, it's a, it's a very good thing. There's obviously negative aspects in the fact that, and the fact that, you know, cinema um, uh, box office uh, takings are, are way down and the idea of going out to the movies is, uh, is something that's almost becoming a rarity also because of the pandemic. But I just think it's great to be able to choose not just from what we're used to, but to challenge your idea of what a good movie or a good TV series is. That, for me, is a very good sign of, uh, of a culture in dynamic change. You know, guys, I'm thinking about the fact that there's, uh, what's it called, The Wife, um, here in South Africa, which is the South African-made series. Um, yeah. And what makes me excited about that is that we do see money being put into series um, from all around the world and not just simply yeah. from the global north. You mentioned the South Korean piece, um, Squid yes. Game. I'm thinking of the stuff that's made here on our continent. It's very exciting, that, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, no, this is definitely happening. In fact, Netflix is, uh, is making a really big play um, uh, on the African continent as a whole. And Netflix is spending a huge amount of money because they have huge amounts of money on getting good content out of, um, out of South Africa in particular. Um, and the Somex obviously is doing the same thing. So it's actually revitalizing what for a long time has been quite a stagnant industry with the television in, in South Africa. Um, I think that, you know, there's huge potential. And what's great about Netflix as well is that it's a massive kind of open platform for different genres. So there's horror genres, there's soap genres, there's action, there's all kinds of, of movies and series that Netflix is encouraging and paying um, movie makers to make. So this, I think, is revitalizing the industry to a huge extent. And of course, um, as you say, it's opening up uh, South African uh, movie makers to an international audience. So I don't think it'll be long before we have the same kind of thing that's happening with the South Korean movie industry, where there'll be a couple of big breakthrough series or movies, and, um, and we'll be up there um, with the best in the world. I think that's very bound to happen. The only thing I think that's missing when I think about it, and I know um, Mdu, our producer, feels the same way, is if we think about how we might all watch an Idols or a Soapy or whatever, where we all watch together, we all yes. communicate on social media, we all go, oh my God, he won, or yes, she won, or whatever the case may be. We miss out on that experience. Yeah, yes. So, I mean, what's interesting is that the communal experience of, of watching TV in the days, in the great days, for instance, of the 80s and Dallas and all those kind of dynasty and those sort of series, that's changing very much. The conversation now takes place virtually on on social media, but it's a huge conversation and it's a very active conversation. And I think a big part of, of what uh, Netflix and Showmax try to do is to engage people on social media into talking about church because that's how they go viral and that's how obviously they, they, they make a lot of money. But the but the um, excitement of you know coming into the office the next day and talking about what was on Dallas the previous night that's changed that 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 I think is a thing of the past. Yeah, but we're not going into the office anymore. So that's we we're not even going into the office anymore. So that water cooler talk <laughs> no longer exists. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. So we're having intense conversations. In fact, we're probably having more conversations now because of the pandemic. But the conversations we're having are different. 
And one of the challenges of watching the series on, let's say, Squid Game on, on Netflix is that you have to try and avoid the conversation spoiling the series for you. It's yeah, actually exactly. very frustrating when you kind of troll into social media and somebody gives away the big twist of the series. That didn't used to happen in the days before social media, obviously. There was no spoiler alert. In closing, Gus, <laughs> I suppose like there are people who are losing out. So first of all, in this country, we have to get to a space where everybody has access to streaming Wi-Fi. So that's the yes. first thing. What about the advertisers? How does it work for them? Yeah, no, that's actually a good question uh, because, you know, Netflix and, and, and Showmax and the other big channels are free of, of advertising. They don't make any from advertising at all. So the traditional channels for advertisers would have been breaks in um, a show. Every 15 minutes, um, a, series of, a series of ads to hook you and to, and to kind of keep you watching. Um, I think that's, once again, a challenge for people who try to hold our attention. I think advertisers are losing the battle to hold our attention to to streaming because streaming is completely controlled by the viewer. You're not at the beck and call of somebody who's going to insert their own content in between. That is a huge challenge. I don't know, frankly, how how advertisers are going to deal with that. They're going to have to find other media or otherwise they are going to have to pump money into, into, and this is happening in a big way, into sponsoring shows and series so that they get branded in that sense. But yeah, once again, that's... Okay, so Mdu just wants one more question asked. Mdu's our producer today, and he's a big fan. I mean, he nearly did a spoiler alert with me when it came (laughs) to um, Squid Game, but fortunately he bit his tongue just in time. But we are seeing big actors. They are no longer signing to Hollywood Studios, but in fact they're signing to the likes of Showmax or Netflix or whatever the case may be. Yes, that's right. No, absolutely. I mean, when you look at when you look at Netflix uh, coming from, well, Netflix started obviously as a video a DVD rental company, and you look now at the at the huge role that Netflix is kind of playing at the Oscars. Um, they definitely are becoming a force to rival Hollywood, and there's no doubt. When you look at you know, directors like Martin Scorsese and Spike Lee mm. and, and and some of the best in the world signing contracts with uh, with the big streaming channels. Um, it's almost as if Hollywood is now kind of second thought for them. So absolutely, culturally, artistically, creatively, aesthetically, economically, um, streaming is the future, and it's definitely going to get bigger. <laughs> Gus Silva, uh, a cultural expert, pop culture expert. Even that sounds a little bit tired, though. Things are moving so fast indeed. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Carabo sends us a WhatsApp saying, My worry is with the future of the hardware. I'm afraid CDs, DVDs, Blu-ray discs will suffer the same fate as my dad's VHS stash. And that's Carabo. And then she sent us a whole lot of pictures of um, some of the stash that are there. There's Shrek, the video, Downton Abbey, the um, DVD, and then there's a CD. I can't quite see what it is. I, my eyes are a bit bad. But nevertheless, Karaba, that's exactly what's going to happen to them. The question is, what does one do with a DVD or a CD nowadays if you're not going to use it for what it was originally used for? What would you use that DVD for, that CD?